You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. Welcome to another episode of Bible Prophecy Daily. I'm Jake McCandless, and I'm picking up where I've been for several episodes and looking at lessons that we can learn from COVID. Because I believe we had a warning shot. We had a taste of things to come. So regardless of how you've been tracking with prophecy, maybe tracking with it for years. So when something like COVID came, you're like, yep, expected this. (laughs) I expected something. And along with tracking it, you've tried to get other people prepared as well. If that's the case, I really believe you can look, okay, this is what I felt ahead of time. This is where I felt what the scripture said. This is where I felt the spirit leading. This is what I was seeing. Then we saw this. People acted in this way. So the next time, as a greater wave of challenges come, how can we prepare ourselves? How can we prepare others? What can we learn from COVID-19, from the pandemic? I have written down over 50 lessons that I learned. Now, don't worry. I'm not going to walk through all of those with you, though it may seem like it. I think this is like episode five on the subject. So I've already covered some lessons that I learned that I believe that we all should learn. I call these lessons from being warned, trying to warn, and then seeing. So I'm still talking about this being warned and how we should understand and embrace it in light of what we saw with COVID. In one of the early episodes, I said, you need to give yourself a pat on the back if you were tracking it. Now, some of you, you've started tracking since then, and that's awesome. You can still look back at that time and say, okay, how can I be better prepared myself? How can I prepare others better knowing what I saw? It should give us confidence. As we read the scriptures and read them for what they say and expect God to do what he says. And then as we read in John 16, the Holy Spirit guides us into all things to come. The Lord said, do do I send anything? Do I do anything that I do not tell my prophets about? The Lord warns. He warns his people, those who are seeking him, seeking truth and humbling themselves before him. He reveals now. Again, I started tracking this 2012, loosely, full-time in 2016. Tracking, trying to warn others. That was the mission to get in front of people who weren't tracking and and share, hey, we we need to look. Something's going on. God's going to do something. One of the things that was on my heart the most was that church as we know it is going to change and it's going to impact our faith. Now, I expected that to be political. I guess it was in some degree, but never had I imagined something like COVID. And I tried to warn. But as I look back, I sure wish I had been more bold in doing so. But I I really believe we are missing out if we do not realize COVID was a warning shot. It's no getting back to normal. If we just get back to normal and do not learn from this, we're not going to be prepared the next time. So the lesson that I want to share with you in this episode is, We need to realize we're likely the first to go down. Expect to go down. Don't just think that whatever is going to happen, though you may 
Be prepared. Though you may be looking ahead and trying to get others to look ahead, just plan on you're going to be impacted first. I've got a good friend who had been tracking in, you know, prophecy and just political things and really was the one God used to really kind of open my eyes. And I remember him sending me a text like on a Friday and he's telling me how that it looks like this COVID thing is going to jump the ocean, whatever that means, you know, and it's coming to the States. It's going to impact us. It's going to change everything. And honestly, even though I was tracking on these things, I'm like, that's crazy. I mean, really, what kind of big deal would that be? But no joke, the next week, I'm sitting in the doctor's office, and they've got me in one of those paper suits, a mask on, gloves on, and they're thinking, I had COVID. This was before testing. The doctor said, I, I believe you probably got this new virus thing, gave us some steroids, I don't really know what to do. We, They said they were testing, so I'm in here in Arkansas, they were testing in Little Rock, Central Arkansas, I'm in the northwest corner. We called the number, and they're like, you know... It just really wasn't taking it seriously. And we're like, oh, what are we going to do? You know, <laughs> we like week one, like before it was cool to get COVID. We had COVID possibly <laughs> had something that fit the description of what everybody else had. I'd go on. I think I'm like going like fifth or sixth time to, <laughs> to get it. I think I caught every variant, maybe twice. For me, it was a realization that I should expect probably not making it through the first wave of anything that may come. Now, I don't know what that says about me, but I, I, at least myself, I thought as I tracked in these things that within them would have the chance to warn and help people you know, come to the truth and, and know the truth. But I think we, we need to look ahead as if we're not going to be there. We need to think in terms of a legacy of warning and help rather than just ourselves helping. We shouldn't be surprised. If the Lord put it on our hearts to begin with, to be fur, you know, ahead of time, we're likely going to face it in one of the earlier rounds. I know this is like, I didn't realize as I planned to talk about this, just how like depressing that may be. But we, we, we've seen this elsewhere. So a couple of years ago, as the United States pulled out of Afghanistan and the Taliban runs rough shot back through the country, takes over and begin cracking down on Christians. At that time, Afghanistan was the second hottest place for the spread of the gospel. Christianity was growing at the second highest rate in the world. And so believers there have to make a choice. Do we stay or do we go? And what was the case was that the first, second, maybe even third generation believers, they were on list, especially the first generation, second generation. They were on list. They were known. And unfortunately, Talking about, I have to explain that because in the American church, we don't think in terms of generations of, you know, like spiritual generations. We just, you know, go to church. Well, you know, go to church and we, you know, we're either church or not church, right? But in these places like Iran, Afghanistan, as they're making disciples, as we read in scripture, you get spiritual children, spiritual grandchildren. So you have a generation that comes to Christ and they begin to disciple someone. That becomes a second generation. That second generation then begins to disciple someone. That becomes the third generation. That third generation begins to disciple somebody and that becomes the fourth generation and so on. And so those first believers were known. But when you got into those later generations of believers, they were the ones under the radar. Now, many who would be in that first and second generation still stayed. 
there was a large part of these upper generations, spiritual generations, who got out of the country. And the work was then left with those they had shared with and discipled. And so I think as those who the Lord is using as watchmen and watchwomen, we need to think in terms of legacy. We need to think in terms of expect to be the first one gone. So that means as we're sharing, as we're trying to warn and help others, we need to do so in a discipleship manner. We need to make sure that we're passing on. We need to establish, you know, if it's physical preparations, if it's networks, whatever structure that we feel like needs to be in place, we need to build that expecting to not be the one using that or leading that. And, and really, probably as you, you go through scripture, this is how the gospel was intended to work. All of the disciples, except John, who lived a long age, died. And their disciples, those who they discipled in the Lord, carried the torch. Unfortunately, even here in the West, we don't really think in Christianity in those terms, and we should. You know, just the sharing the gospel. We need to move towards that. And then for us who are being warned and trying to warn, we need to think in terms of discipleship in, in that manner. And that's really when we say warning, that's really what we're doing is we're passing on truth. You know, in the last episode, I did step away from this series and, and talked about a recent trip to Israel. One of the things I've been doing for several years is doing a seminar called Church We Must Get Israel Right. And I remember the second time I led that seminar, it was just me and my wife. We had like a six-hour drive to the event. I had shared it previously, and it just, it was crickets. It didn't connect. It didn't go over. And I remember driving there, and I'm just telling my wife, I'm like, I feel such conviction about the importance of this message. But I know people listening are like, you know, how does this impact me? You know, they've got troubles they're going to face as soon as they get out of the service. Are they going to face on Monday? And we wrestled with it for a long time on that drive. You know, I would start that session. Well, I still start that seminar with jumping to Yad Vashem, the Holocaust Museum there in Jerusalem, and talk about how one of the first exhibits talks about one of the leading causes of what happened in the Holocaust was Christian teaching, or the teaching of the church. Not saying that, you know, Hitler was a believer or Hitler was a church. Just saying the teaching over the, the generations led to the mindset that accepted that. That's a hard pill to swallow. Which shows the importance of passing down generation to generation. Of course, generation in age, but then generation spiritually to each person. So as I stood before that congregation that next day, though it wasn't going to impact their life if they got a certain text during the message or the next day, it was still important that they know the truth. And as they share with others, and as they raise up the next generation, we pass it down. So that the generation who faces the rise of anti-Semitism leading to the time of Jacob's trouble, that instead of singing louder so they don't hear the rail cars, that they would desire to be the righteous among the nations, 
again, maybe not an uplifting message. Whatever the next pandemic is, or the next catastrophic event, just expect you might be one of the first ones down. We might. All the hosts of Bible Prophecy Daily may be taken out. And we're going to need you to continue on seeking the Lord, being warned, and trying to warn others. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode. 